You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to the huddle. I'm Corey. I'm joined by Tony Dyer. Say hello, Tony. Hello, Tony. You can find Tony on Twitter <laughs> at Commissioner Mister, and I'm also here with Daniel Roberts. How are you doing, Daniel? Yo, what's up? I'm your week. I'm your week two host. We're gonna switch it up a little bit this week. I hope you like me. Um, a wild week of football. It was exciting. Football's back. <laughs> really incredible but now we're in that um that state it's like we just got off a bunch of drugs and we're super depressed now so now we just gotta wait for this week but good news <laughs> is is tomorrow's drugs? thursday <laughs> yeah it's like uh coming down off some drugs okay i, I guess but love it i mean i, I say you have a i don't bender. know i don't know you have a bender over the weekend you drink a bunch of booze you know it's a little tough on monday you know i guess booze is a drug yeah i've come down off booze that sucks yeah, it sucks really bad. Does that make me but a square that the only drug I've come down off of is alcohol? Is that a drug? Alcohol is a drug, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, like, if that counts as a drug, then I have had a bender and I have come down <laughs> off of it. It's, it's arguably the worst drug of all time. The, wor- the older yeah. you get, it, the worse it gets, too. I don't know if the rest <laughs> of them work that way. It's really bad. It's really bad stuff. Anyways, uh, Thursday night football is back tomorrow. There's been some overreactions this week. There's there's been some wild games. Um, just here locally, the Colts lost to the pitiful Jaguars, who we think are going to be pitiful. Who knows? They could be contenders. Minshew's he continues to bring the magic, but people around around the uh, people around the workplace are saying Frank Reich, it's time for him to go. Philip Rivers still sucks, but I kind of disagree. Um, kind of our first overreaction here. What do you guys think on, on this headline? Yeah, I, I think Frank Reich is a good coach. Um, you know, it's a divisional game. And, you know, I, I looked at this as kind of a trap game before before week one. And I, you know, I think that kind of serves as kind of a cop-out because it has already happened and it's easy to predict now. But, you know, we also have some survivor pools out there. And I was steering clear of this game. Everything about it just said trap to me. And, you know, with the lack of offseason that we've had, we have a new starting quarterback that has never been on this team before. There's going to be a little bit of transition more than what we've had as a lackluster training camp. So a divisional game, Gardner Minshew is out to prove everybody wrong right now. I mean, everybody has predicted them to, you know, finish dead last or close to it. Everybody, Wouldn't you know, that be incredible if – wouldn't that be incredible if he had an absolutely outstanding season and won a bunch of games while they were trying to tank and then they had to actually pay him and do something good? <laughs> I, You know, he's not a bad quarterback. He did this last year. And the reason everyone is predicting this year is because no one no one could see it happening twice, but um, he's been he's been starting great. You know, I looked at the post-game um, locker room of the Jags, um, I think Gardner Minshew was mic'd up, and he said he was very calm. You know, after this win, it was a huge win, Week One, and he looked at everybody and said, "We can't be satisfied with one and zero. We're going to do something this year. Are you guys ready?" 
And they're just looking forward to week two now. They're not going to hang their hats on, hey, we beat the Colts. This is a, you know, this is a great season division win right off the bat. They are looking right ahead to week two, which is what they need to be doing. I think Gardner, Gardner can pull this team together. There was a lot about that game that really, really stood out to me. And yeah, I'll tell you what, at the end of the game, I was one of those guys that, I mean, I didn't enjoy the four o'clock games because this game caught me so off guard. Not only did I bet it in that work league, we talked about the survivor pool, but in every single bet I made on DraftKings, I parlayed it with the Colts winning every one of them. I lost all my bets on Sunday because I was just so sure that the Colts were such a better, more complete team. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm a little bit, maybe I I drank too much Kool-Aid and I need to stop betting my home team. And maybe that's the case. I just, for me, I thought, shit, I've talked all off season about how, how much I don't like when teams have change in the year of a pandemic, excuse me, without a training camp. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I thought really honestly, have had the most change and should have lost that game. Here's the problem. I got, I did get tunnel vision. I forgot that the Colts did have change. You guys talked about that. Real significant change. We added DeForest Buckner, uh, added a quarterback. That's obviously a huge deal. I mean, and every, every part of the game changed for the Colts a little bit. Real low key and everybody celebrated it because they were all decent names and improvements, but that doesn't change the fact that it's change. Now, but th- there were a few things that bothered me even more than the change. I guess, I guess I should have been paying more attention to that because then I saw what I thought was a real lack of discipline out of Indianapolis. A bunch of really weird like formational penalties that just don't happen. I mean, two or three in a row. Was it the offense that had um, illegal formation? I think that's what it was. Th- three times in a row, like within yeah. the same in the same drive. That doesn't happen. I mean, that cannot happen. I'm concerned about that. I'm a little concerned about that. Now, I, I'm I'm not ready to jump ship because one of the things that I like that would counter that argument is that when we when, when they opened up, and I'm going to go ahead and, and let's just talk about this, the, politi- the, the politics of what's going on right now with Black Lives Matter, with, with recognizing police brutality, whatever side you're on with that, the team got together and they made the decision that every player on the field would lock arm in arm and Frank Wright, the head coach, was the only person that would kneel. It was incredible. I thought that was absolutely incredible. There's going to be heat for that. There's going to be drawback for that. Some of those people that are saying that Frank Wright needs to be fired are saying it. I literally heard it at the same office Corey is talking about. They want Frank Wright fired because he kneeled. That To me, that's, that's what leadership and being a head coach is about. That's what getting people together on the same page is about. Clearly, everybody behind him was on the same page. And he's saying that I'm willing to be the guy that takes the heat for this. I'm excited about the Colts because of that. That's a really long way for me to say that despite having so much change, Frank Wright is showing leadership. And I hope that he can get this team to stop making those penalties. That That's what's going to kill him. Philip Rivers' interceptions, that's not going to kill him. Philip Rivers is on a one-year deal. They can easily cut ties with Philip Rivers halfway through the season and put Jacoby back in and finish 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, that's, that's realistic. The problem is going to be those penalties. So if we see that in week two, and we'll talk more about week two, maybe next, I would say, um, with them facing Minnesota Vikings, who just played Green Bay Packers. If we see those same penalties and mistakes in, in week two, I'm worried about Frank Wright's job. But I don't think we will. I think that team's going to get together. As a Colts fan, me and both diehard Colts fans, it was a rough Sunday. 
Uh, but Frank Reich is the guy to lead the Colts to victory. Uh, the Colts haven't won a season opener since 2013. Um, and in one of those seasons, we went to the AFC Championship. So um, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. It is a divisional game. It's going to be a tough opponent. Um, and on top of that, we didn't have any kind of preseason. I think I spoke to you guys about it, maybe not on podcast, but I thought the defenses would struggle. Um, and a lot of people thought it'd be the offenses, but the defenses haven't had a t- um, the defenses haven't had a chance to tackle somebody besides somebody on their own team. So it was just a very interesting start. I think the Colts will be okay. Um, everybody just needs to settle down a little bit. Um, now, a quarterback who's been struggling, we've spent the last couple of years just absolutely shitting on Mitch Trubisky on the internet. But he came out week one, pulled down his pants and said, what up? 242 passing yards, brings the Bears back to win. Is Trubisky back? No, uh, Trubisky's not Fellas? back. No, no. Trubisky's playing for his job, and Trubisky was... I mean, some people, I mean, I was turning around wondering, like, at what point are they going to pull the plug already? Is it too soon already? It was, it was a win. That's okay. I get it. It was a win, but it was not a great win. He made bad decisions. It was, it was not a great win. Now he's going to keep his job again. He's going to get an opportunity to have a great win, but this was not the great win. He did not save his starting job. Nick Foles is lurking. I I completely agree. He looked I went back and watched every Mitch Trubisky throw. <laughs> he looked terrible. I mean, okay, he had a great fourth quarter, which you could argue that fourth quarter is where these QBs, you know, make their name for themselves. You know, even Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, the greats, have made their names and comeback victories. But let me read you this stat. Going into that fourth quarter, he was 12 for 26 with 153 yards. That's it. I mean, what you're saying, Tony, making bad decisions, I saw multiple ones. I mean, if you go back and look at highlights, you would never see it because he made some good throws, but he just made some really bad decisions. I was actually shocked that he came out of the second half and Nick Foles wasn't the starter. I know. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it wasn't that Uh, great. You won (laughs) the game. Congratulations. Yeah, that's all he got was a win, but he is definitely still on the hot seat to me. Blake Bortles won games also. (laughs) (laughs) I think Mitch is still a pretty terrible quarterback. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky definitely isn't safe. I expected him to start at the beginning of the season just because I don't think you can bail on the guy you drafted right away. Um, you bring in Foles to light a fighter, fire under him, see if he responds. Um, so far, week one, it seems like he has, but uh, job's definitely not safe. Another guy who had a great week is Aaron Rodgers, uh, who's been a great quarterback in the past decade. He's got a Super Bowl under his belt. Uh, the team was good last year. His stats weren't quite there, but Sunday he popped off against his division rival in the Vikings. 364 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, ESPN has the Packers number three in the power rankings already after this one performance. Um, I don't know, fellas. Is is Aaron Rodgers here? Is he back? I, I think it's a little premature. I mean, we're going to see this trend, unfortunately, unfold throughout the season. The Vikings defense is not what they used to be. And I'll tell you right now, uh, that, that's a good defense to go against right now because they I, I predict that multiple teams will do this to them throughout the year and it just so happens Aaron Rodgers was the first one who arguably was on one of the hottest seats to start the year when they spent a first round pick on Jordan Love 
um, to replace Aaron Rodgers eventually. And, you know, it, it, it kind of shows that he's saved his job for now, which we didn't think it was in jeopardy like anytime soon, but he did this a couple times last year too. Um, against the Raiders, he threw for five touchdowns. Um, he also had a three touchdown game and a four touchdown game. But at the end of the year, Aaron Rodgers turned out to be more of kind of a game manager that didn't turn over the ball, that didn't throw a lot of touchdowns um, because they wanted to run the ball a lot. And the Packers defense is still the Packers defense. It's still very good. And they still want to run the ball. They drafted A.J. Dillon right after they spent a pick on Jordan Love. So I, I think that that was just a factor of picking on the Vikings' weakness more so than what we're going to see week in and week out. I still think Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback, but don't expect this stat line going forward. I completely agree. And that, that was where I would have taken it to. The Aaron Rodgers is a veteran, I mean, the, a master veteran quarterback, maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played football. We, can, we could have that conversation a different day. I'm excited to see. We talked about the Colts earlier. I want to see a Philip Rivers. That's where we're going to get a lot of answers about the Colts. And I tried to hint at that a little bit, but we're going to find out if Philip Rivers can be the Philip Rivers of old or just old Philip Rivers. He looked like old Philip Rivers just last week. I mean, the two interceptions that should have been three with that weird sidearm thing. I, I don't know if I'll ever get used to the sidearm sling that he does. It doesn't make it. I could throw a football prettier than that. And I'm telling you, nothing about me throwing a football would be pretty. <laughs> but that is just weird. We're going to find out next week against the Vikings. I think that, yeah, I think the hotter, the what the overreaction that people aren't doing, they should be saying, oh my gosh, the Vikings are a bust because that's what it looked like week one. I thought it was more about the Vikings being a bad team than the Packers being a good one. Aaron Rodgers looks like he might be back. Um, Cam Newton started for the Patriots this week. They got the W. Had a pretty solid game. Say that uh, again, Corey. Said, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Cam Newton had a pretty solid game. How um, solid? Not, I mean, he had a couple rushing touchdowns, only threw for 155 yards, though, yeah. um, with I'm, an average of 8.2 yards. Hey, what was that? Whoa, 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 whoa. You got the stats in front of you? Yeah. What was his completion percentage, please? He dinked and dunked for a completion percentage <laughs> of... <laughs> I don't have the percentage. I got his QB rating of 107. I'll tell you, the QB percentage was about 72%. I don't have it in front of me, but about 72%. And if I'm wrong, you can blast me for it. It's 15 or 19. I think that's more than 72. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's over 75, actually. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> pretty, you know, pretty solid performance. Um, not a lot of points on the board. They only scored 21 but I believe if Cam can keep up this performance, they keep winning. He could definitely be that comeback player of the year candidate, like you said, Tony. <laughs> and um, a lot of people think that maybe Bill Belichick hasn't missed a stride at all here with Cam Newton. I guess Tony is Cam Newton still an MVP candidate and are the Patriots contenders? Cam Newton's an MVP candidate and the Patriots are contenders. And I'm going to say it until the day I'm dead. It's done. It's the perfect marriage. It's exactly what we thought it was. It's done. The Patriots are back. I mean, I know it was the Dolphins, and the Dolphins always play the Patriots well. But at one point, with 10 minutes to go, this game was 14-11. to 11. And Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three picks and had a horrible game. Like, people in Miami are lobbying for Tua to start week two. 
he had such a bad game and they still were within three with 10 minutes to go in the fourth. Did this scare you at all, Tony? No, the Patriots defense is still the focal point of that team. Cam Newton's just not going to screw it up. I mean, he's just another weapon. It's the same story. It's the same story. The Patriots defense is completely different than what it was last year. Except for the one person. There's one guy that's the same, and it's the only guy that matters, and it's Bill fucking Belichick. If it's, we're going to talk All about right. Brady versus Belichick right now. I mean, it's Apple. That's Apple's. We're about to talk about. I think we're about to talk about it, and I'll let Corey make that decision. But what Cam? What what Cam Newton? You still got me thinking about how you finally complimented Cam Newton. Sorry, what Bill Belichick is to that defense is irreplaceable. I mean. That is not a part of the Tom Brady or Bill. I guess it is. I guess that's what exactly what it is. Is Bill Belichick going to form his defense to be a Super Bowl contender despite the odds? And now I'm just going to take over the Tom Brady conversation because Tom Brady looked like trash. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers looked completely washed up. Mike Evans was hurt. And now here Chris Godwin is in the concussion protocol. So I'm wondering who can Tom Brady elevate to those levels without the superstars that we were expecting to be there because Tampa Bay did not look good against New Orleans. And I have to admit that perhaps it was the most difficult opponent to open up against in the entire NFL. I think perhaps the New Orleans Saints are a Super Bowl favorite, but that doesn't change the fact that Tom Brady didn't get the job done and the New England Patriots did. I I don't know for me, for me, if it's a week one overreaction, Tom Brady couldn't have done it without Bill Belichick. Is that crazy? That might be a little crazy. I mean, I know Tom didn't look the greatest, but I'll go back to what you just said. It was probably the toughest overall matchup they could have ever started with. I mean, even the Chiefs might have been a better opponent just because this was the New Orleans Saints, the Super Bowl favorite in the NFC. It's a division game. You know, they've probably been... Uh, you're worried about this game, not worried about, but have, have, you know, studied film and been, you know, practicing for this game for quite some time. And to be fair, not um, to cut you off, I, but I'm going to cut you off. I don't believe that Tom Brady's washed up and crap. I don't believe that's the case at all. I think he's uh, in, okay. a, in a new system. At the, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. I mean, that's the overreaction is that, the, that Tom Brady's washed up. And I use that to maybe catapult my conversation about Bill Belichick being able to do what he did with so little and so little time. I don't want to, I don't want to go out on the record saying that Tom Brady's washed up. I don't believe that's true. I'm going to go on later to say that Tampa Bay is going to win the Super Bowl, Just like I've said it in the past. It was just a bad week one. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. I mean, they've had a lot of bad week ones under Tom Brady, the Patriots have. Um, so, and you're asking who steps up. I mean, it, Chris Godwin led the team in targets with seven, but then Scotty Miller had six. OJ Howard had six. You know, so they have a couple guys on this team that we're just not thinking about um, that that could step up. I mean, Justin Watson is one of those guys that's a big, tall, outside guy. Not that he's Mike Evans by any means, but they they have a good good core group of guys. Not to mention Rob Gronkowski. You know, when's the last time you've seen Tom Brady with a stat line of two touchdowns and two interceptions? I don't think he's washed by any means anymore, but. That that was a worrisome game because he, he didn't really target many many guys deep. Here's the difference between Tom Brady and New England and Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. In New England, Tom Brady's been absolutely commanded by Bill Bell 
check for 20 years. It's It's been what Bill wants to do. It's been Tom Brady's job to do what Bill wants to do. And I, that's why he wanted out of there. He wanted something different. And I feel like the Buccaneers acquired Brady and they just – they just let out a big old breath and said, just let Tom do whatever. Here's a bunch of toys to play with. Just go do your thing, Tom. But the reality is, is the guy, what is he, 44 years old, 42? Which is it? He, he's a smart player, but if he's just, if they, if they're just expecting him to go out there and make plays, I don't know if that can happen. I think, I think it is troubling a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be the, be able to carry this powerhouse offense. I, I just don't see it happening. And that's just kind of how I feel about it. So I, I'm kind of with the overreaction. Do I think they can win some games and have a good season? I do, but I just don't think it's going to be uh, what we thought it was. Um, but it is time again. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Who do you bet would have a better record, Corey? Do you think the Patriots or the Buccaneers are going to have a better record? Dude, I have no idea. Come on, I let's make a bet. Th- let's make a bet. I still owe you five <laughs> shots. I'll double it to five more. You ready? So this is a five-shot bet. <laughs> I bet that the New England Patriots have more wins than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't. I don't. I won't. I can't take that bet. I don't like this. What are your bets, best hey, of the week? Hey, Tony, Tony, Tony. I'll take. You. I'll take that bet. So wait, I say, I say the New England Patriots win more games than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you say, Daniel? I say the Bucs are going to win more games than the Pats. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to best bets of the week. I'm pumped. We were two and two last week. Rough start. Crazy start to the season. But I I feel a lot more confident this week. We're going to roll through the rest of the season. Keep it going just like we did last year. And I feel guilty Uh, about it because I do feel like I tried to talk. I talked you off one of your bets and you were right. And I was wrong. No, it's okay. We're going to move on. Um, It was my decision. Week one is the worst. Week one is the worst. I bullied him. I mean, I made him feel bad about it. I'm sorry, Corey. I was wrong. I'll shut up. I'll never talk about your bets again. I'm sorry. It's all right. You you just lock these in, and you're going to be good to go this weekend, Tony, and we'll figure it out. But anyways, uh, first bet of the week, we got the Chiefs minus eight and a half at the Chargers. Um, The Chiefs are still a really good football team, and the Chargers are a horrible football team. They don't have a quarterback. Um, Even if Tyrod Taylor gets overtaken at some point in the game by Herbert, he's also a horrible quarterback. (laughs) Chargers aren't going to be able to keep up with the points. Chiefs are going to put up a bunch of points. Um, If you're feeling frisky, you might even add a couple more points to that spread if you want to get yourself a little better odds. Uh, Next bet of the week, 49ers minus 7.5 at the Jets. The 49ers got beat by the Cardinals, who are a good football team. They have a couple of players on the defense that are Pro Bowl caliber, caliber, and we saw that Murray and Hopkins can be an elite duo in the league. Um, and I just think they beat the 49ers. I think the 49ers are still a good team, and I think the Jets are absolutely atrocious, maybe the worst in the league. 49ers are pissed off. They're going to win by more than seven. Corey, wait. If George Kittle doesn't play, do you still pick the 49ers? I still take the 49ers, absolutely. Okay. Better football team. And then I've got the Giants plus five and a half at the Bears. We talked about Mitch Trubisky. He's going to come back down to earth. Daniel Jones, besides his two little slip-ups, which I think I think on the first one, I think the defender made a great play. And on the second one, I think he waited too long to throw it away. But I think he was trying to throw it away, but he was just too late. It got tipped. But before that, he looked absolutely surgical. Um 
Daniel thinks the Giants could be a surprise playoff team. I'm kind of thinking that way too now. I, I feel that Giants. way too. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel that way too. It's crazy. The Giants have a better quarterback. Um, the Bears have no home field advantage to help Mitch Trubisky. Now, the only flaw in this bet is it could be possible that Mitch Trubisky just plays better when there's no fans on the stands. So that could be an issue. It could be something we have to monitor. For Way, less Way less food. Way less food. Listen to me. So this could be a flyer of a bet. So, but right now I'm feeling the Giants plus five and a half as long as the crowd is no factor. Last one, I'm still riding the Rams. They're getting my, uh, they're giving a point to the Eagles at the Eagles. I, I just think the Rams are one of the most slept on teams in the league right now. I think they're well coached. I think they were a great team last year. Just the way the numbers fell, they didn't get into the playoffs, so they couldn't contend. But they're going to contend again this year. They're a way better football team than the Eagles. I think McVay has Jared Goff more disciplined than Carson Wentz is. Carson Wentz makes a lot of mistakes. He misses some just bad passes in the flat to his wide open running backs sometimes. The Rams are going to execute here. The Eagles are going to get beat by more than one point. And that's my best bets of the week. Lock them in. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.